Hi there, America. Welcome to the third program on the strange, sinister, vicious world of the occult. The Bible has a great deal to say about demonism. In fact, you can't believe the teachings of the Bible and not believe in demonism. And yet there are millions of Americans who profess to be Christians who are playing with spiritism. Join us today in this program which is going to unmask demonism. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. Somebody out here wants me to talk about demon possession. Do I believe in it? Well, the Bible does. I want you to come over here to a text now on Luke chapter 8, page 1005, 1005, Luke 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke chapter 8. Please turn up the text. Luke chapter 8. And come down to verse 22. It's a long passage. Oh, it's a great passage, my friend. Luke chapter 8. This is going to warm your heart tonight like nothing else will ever warm it. It's absolutely beautiful. And I want to read this through with you. And I want to read it through with your permission slowly. Verse 27. Verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day. You got that? That he got, he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. So they go out in their little boat. And verse 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. You know, when you've got a good conscience, you can sleep even in a rough boat. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filled with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. You think of it, friend. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. My friend, I want to say tonight, glory be to God for this mighty Christ. Don't you think? Even the winds and the waves are subject to him. Even the elements are subject to Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord over all. Did you hear that? There is nothing, my friend, that Jesus cannot overcome. I want you to know that tonight. Jesus is Lord over all. Hear that? Now notice what happens because this is in the context. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. When he stepped out of the, out on the land, they met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. So there's demon possession. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him with a loud voice, said, What have I to do with you, 
Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. It had often seized him. And he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. My friend, I believe in demon possession. The Bible does. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. And he begged him, they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. Get the picture. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were amazed and afraid. They also, who had seen it, told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. Now, my friend, he was a man who was demon-possessed. He was a man, we would say, he was absolutely crazy. And when Jesus came to him, there was a confrontation between Jesus and the demons. And Jesus, my friend, is greater than any demon, you know. And Jesus said to the demon, I say to you, come out of him. And the demon had to do what Jesus said. Jesus, my friend, is Lord over the elements. He is Lord over the waves. He is Lord over the winds. He is Lord over the demons. You hear that? Jesus is the Lord. I was running a series of meetings back in Australia, north of Sydney. A lady came along to me and she said, I want to talk to you. I'm terrified. I thought, what have I been saying? She said... I want to, it was after this meeting, she said, I want to talk to you. And she said, I want you to come and visit me. And so I took a friend along. And when I walked into that house, immediately I felt something strange. I felt the hair on the back of my neck start to rise. I felt there is something strange going on here. And her little children were cowering in the back of the house. And she came out and she had all of these marks around her neck. And I said, what is your problem? She said, I was once a Christian. She said, I used to keep the commandments of God. She said, I was baptized. And she said, I gave it all away. And she said, I have been living a pretty low life. She said, I have been breaking all of the commandments, particularly the seventh one. And she said, I have been going along to these meetings where they invite the spirits to come in. And she said at nighttime, listen, friend, she said at nighttime, Sometimes I'm awakened by a presence in the room and I wake up and there is a terrible load on my chest. And she said, I feel the hands around my throat. She said, look at my neck. 
and the little kids were whimpering in the back room. And she said, you notice the furniture and you notice the curtains. She said, the curtains will get up and they'll float across the, the house. My friend, don't laugh. It is happening everywhere because people are playing with forces that are bigger than any human force. They are playing with the spirit of demons. And I want to tell you tonight, when a man or a woman has that experience, there is only one thing to do, and that is to cry out in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. There is only one name that can break the power of the demons. You know what it is. It is the blessed, wonderful, almighty name of Jesus. Do you hear that? And you and I ought to rejoice in the great, the powerful name of Jesus. It's true. And we ought to say thank God for Jesus Thank God that Jesus is stronger than any demon. Listen, when I was running the meetings in the Sydney Opera House, that tremendous theater, we had 18,000 people come to the opening weekend, 120,000 for the series. Huge crowds. I went along to one home, so I visit people, and I was visiting some folk one day, and when I went into that home, the wife said to me, I've got a story to tell you. She said, don't laugh at me. I said, I wouldn't laugh at you. She said, my husband is playing with the demons. She said, he prays to the spirits and he prays that the spirits will come and the spirits are coming and giving us messages. And the spirits are telling him that he is to be a great prophet and he is to go around Australia and he is to bring the people a great message from the Word of God. Oh, my friend, I started to feel a little a little uncomfortable. I knew what it was. I went out and spoke to the man in the backyard. He said, yes. He said, the spirits are visiting me and they are talking to me and I have a message for you. The next Saturday afternoon, when I was talking to the people after the meeting, that lady stayed behind and she said, we, I'm scared. She said, something awful is going to happen. I said, you ought to get out of that house. Did you hear that? I said, you ought to get out of that house. Get away from those circumstances. She said, he has an awful power over me. I, I said, what about your children? She said, my daughter is terrified. She also is being spoken to, and they are in contact with these spirits. And I warned them, and I prayed with them, and I went out to see the man, and I read to him from the Bible, but he said, I am in contact with the spirits of the dead. He said, the dead are all around us. He said, I believe in the immortality of the soul. I don't believe that old book. He said, I have faith in something bigger. And a week or two went by, and I picked up the Sydney Morning Herald, and there across the front, in one inch print, were the words, Mass Murder, Six Die at Blacktown. And I, I wasn't, you know, overly interested. Things like that are happening somewhere in the world, everywhere. But I picked up the newspaper, and I read it through. It was the man who'd killed his wife and killed all of his kids. Mass, occult, murder. 
I could tell you stories about incubus that happens here in America, happens everywhere, where demons actually materialize and assume the form of human beings and sleep with women. It happens. I know of stories, my friend, that are too horrendous to tell you that are happening here in America and are happening in Christian circles. And I want to tell you, folk, tonight, we are seeing the greatest manifestation of sinister occult forces in the history of the human race, and it is a sign that Jesus Christ is coming. It's a sign we're down at the end of time, my friend. I want you to come, I want you to come to Revelation 16. Look at this, Revelation 16, 13 and 14. And I saw, the Bible says, three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. We're going to start to deal with the beast and the mark of the beast tomorrow night. Come and bring your friends. It says, for they are the spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Armageddon, my friend, the last great conflict is brought about by demonism and it is built upon the devil's lie that the dead know everything when the Bible says the dead know nothing. You say to me, it doesn't matter what a person believes as long as he's got faith. I tell you, my friend, you better know the truth. You better know the truth. Come over here to page 709, Isaiah 47. Isaiah 47. Oh, I'm in earnest with this tonight. I want you to see this tonight. I want you to believe this tonight, and I want you to come to Jesus tonight, and I want us to put these things behind us and to stand up for Jesus. The Bible says, You are wearied in the multitude of your counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you for these things that shall come upon you behold they are as stubble the fire shall burn them they shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame there my friend the bible talks about the astrologers our newspapers are filled with the charts of the astrologers christians by the millions are playing with astrology don't they know the truth? These are paths that lead down to the gates of hell itself. What about levitation? I know people who levitate. It's spiritism, it's the occult. I know today, my friend, I've seen it in, in places in the islands of the Pacific where people walk on red-hot coals and their feet are not burnt. People say it doesn't happen. It does happen, and it happens. They believe through the power of the demons. They pray to the demons. It is even coming into Christian countries. Everywhere, the Ouija board, my friend, which is the main tool of the devil in spiritism. Millions of Americans have played with the Ouija board. It is one of the main tools of the devil. I tell you, my friend, I know people who've had Ouija boards after coming to this meeting. They've gone out to burn them, and the things wouldn't burn. 
If you've got one, get rid of it tonight. Did you know that some, and I don't want to say this sensationally, but did you know that some of the great rock stars are tied up with the occult? Did you know that on some of their discs they have the words, 666 Sabbath, bloody Sabbath? Did you know that? Did you know that on some of the rock stars, Alvin, they have the picture of a cross of Jesus upside down, which is the very symbol of the demons? Did you know that? The cross of Jesus upside down. Did you know in many of the records they have the picture of the goat, the goat's head, which also is the symbol of the demon? And there are millions of Christian young people who are into this music. And my friend, they are inviting Lucifer to come into their homes and into their hearts. And did you know that great song that the Beatles used to sing? My sweet Lord. That is the prayer of Hindu demon possession. Did you know that? The my sweet Lord and that sermon in that song, that's no sermon about Jesus. That is a song about Krishna, the Hindu demon God. And people sing it, my sweet Lord. It's everywhere. What should we do tonight? I want to tell you, we ought to realize tonight that we live in a world that is infested with demons. And we ought to realize tonight, glory be to God, we live in a world, my friend, that is filled with God's good angels too. And we ought to realize tonight that we are in the midst of a great battle between Christ and Lucifer, and you've got to make your choice. If you're not on the side of Jesus Christ, by default tonight, you're on the side of Lucifer, whether you like it or not. We ought to realize that we are in a battle. You know, in the American Civil War, when the North and the South were fighting, there were people who tried to be on both sides. And when the North came down, they put up the North side, the flag. And when the South came, they put up the flag of the South. The North and the South hated them both. My friend, you cannot be neutral. You and I have to be on the side of Jesus, and if we're not on his side, we're on the side of Lucifer. You can't be neutral. And I want to say tonight, we ought, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we ought, by the grace of the indwelling Christ, we ought, by the grace of the living God, we ought to step out of a superficial, emotional religion, and we ought to get our faith, my friend, into the great truths of the Bible. That's what we ought to do. We ought to spurn a religion that costs us nothing because it's worth the same. We ought, my friend, to look for the truth of God, and we ought to look for that truth and obey that truth. Come hell or high water. And there's something else we ought to do. We ought to cast in our lot with Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And I want to say to you tonight, unless Jesus Christ is Lord of all in your life, He's not Lord at all. Did you hear that? You know, when the French and the English were fighting, 
the Battle of Waterloo, when Wellington was fighting Napoleon, the English were anxiously waiting news. They didn't have telephones or anything in those days. They could send messages by lighting great bonfires and so forth, sending lights. But after the Battle of Waterloo, the English were waiting. Are the French going to come and invade? Are they going to cross the Channel? Are they going to invade Great Britain? And so they were waiting anxiously to hear news. Had Napoleon beaten, beaten Wellington, who had been the conqueror? And after the Battle of Waterloo, when Napoleon was defeated by Wellington, the British general, they sent out a sign across the English Channel. And the sign went out like this. They spelled it out. Wellington... D-E-F-E-A-T-E-D, -E -E Wellington defeated, and the English waited in breathless anticipation, and the clouds came down. And there was a call to arms, man the forts, we will have to repulse the French. Wellington defeated. They waited, expecting the French to be on their shores. But then the cloud lifted, and the sign came again. Wellington defeated Napoleon. And a shout went up, Wellington has defeated Napoleon. When Jesus died, when he hung his head, died on the cross on that Black Friday, a message, my friend, went out around the universe. Jesus defeated. But three days later, Jesus walked out of the tomb and the message was flashed from star to star. Jesus defeated Lucifer. And since that grand and glorious day, Satan, my friend, has been a defeated foe. And he has defeated the demons. And I want to say tonight, I want to be on the winning side. I want to be on the side of Jesus Christ. Don't you? Now, that's what I want to do. And tonight I'm going to ask you to do something. I can't let you out of this meeting tonight without asking you to make a decision. I would be guilty. You hear that? I would be absolutely guilty. If there's anyone here tonight, maybe there's someone who's been playing with this. Maybe there's someone, my friend, who's been dabbling with this. Maybe there... And tonight... If I were not to ask you for a decision, I would be a traitor to my Christ. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to ask you, on the basis of the evidence that you've heard tonight, who will stand to their feet and say, I will stand for Jesus Christ, and I'll stand for His truth, and I'm going to stand for it tonight. Will you stand? If that is your prayer tonight, God bless you. If that is your determination, my friend, we're not on the side of the North, 
the side of the south, any side. We are going to be on the side of Jesus Christ. So help us God and the Holy Scriptures. Amen. And we're going to keep standing for the truth. We're going to pray. Oh, my Father, tonight we thank you that Jesus defeated Lucifer. We thank you that on the cross and in the resurrection that the old serpent was unmasked, defeated, and doomed. We're looking forward, Lord, to V-Day. We're looking forward to that great day when Jesus is going to come in the clouds and God's people are going to go home to heaven. We're standing here, Lord, this great group of people. We're standing because we're standing in decision for Jesus and for the Bible and for the truth. We want to be true to our Christ. Take us tonight, Lord, and bless us. Save us in the kingdom through Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord. Amen and amen.